Zombies! Hello! And welcome to Uncle Monster at the Movies, the special double feature, part one, Killer Clowns from Outer Shibby. <laughs> My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shibby. And I'm Ethan Sereski. And the best! And if you want to talk about what was being best, it was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh. I had so much fun with this rewatch. It beat best so well today. It 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 just it it started being best, it continued being best, and it ended up being best. Yeah. Just just a super fun popcorn movie. Oh, look you at know. you, the double entendre shibble. It's true. But it is. It is a very fun movie. Uh, and uh, I think that's the key word. I mean, we're we're not kidding here. It is a movie that's made and actualized and delivered purely for your fun. That is the key yeah. here. It's not. There's no great artistic value here. There's some, and there's no great through line. There's no. There's no statement. It is for fun, and that is okay. Yeah, this is one that you just crack open a beer, you hop on the couch. You know, you you put your arm around your best gal, and you have a fun evening. I smoked marijuana, and the dog threw up. Not they had nothing to do with each other. He actually threw up first, but that's what we mm. did. That yeah, those that's also two very valid responses to this film. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's get into it. Uh, talking about killer clowns from outer space. Let's do it. It's made in uh, 1986, as I recall. And uh, the creators here were three guys that were known as the Kyoto Brothers. Uh, one of them was the director. I cannot remember which one. The eldest uh, Kyoto. Yeah, I think it might have been Steven, if I had to guess. And I could look it up. But my phone is like three feet away. Oh, my God. And... No, don't look it up. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and essentially, it was a group effort between these three guys who were previously, um, most of what they had done is special effects work. Uh, they were for hire for other films. Uh, the Do you know what they did that you'd be most familiar with? Tell me. They did the claymation for Large Marge. Are you kidding me? No. That, okay. Out of every movie I've ever seen, um, age relevant to, you know, in relation to my age, that scared me more than any other movie other than Sesame Street at the Museum. Yes, it is an incredibly frightening sequence. And a big part of that is due to the Kyoto brothers. Yeah, I mean, they 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 do a good job. I had no idea. I'm taken by surprise. I mean, I have a lot more, there's a lot more uh, cachet from them. Yeah, yeah. And so they, uh, and this is a practical effects heavy movie. If you are a practical effects buff like I am, this is just a real treat. You get to see tons of great uh like prosthetics and some rotoscoping there's a girl with and, no legs is what shibble's saying uh yes you get to see just some great false limbs <laughs> that uh work just as good if not better than uh natural meat limbs and are you by the way are you trying to say that the clowns themselves were not cgi because you're confusing me the clowns were not CGI. What? This is all practical effects. No. 
Yes, 100%. Ridiculous. Uh, what I actually read was uh, there were basically just four different model types of clown heads, but they would put different makeup on them and put them with different clown outfits to make it look like there was more of them. That's absolutely true. I, I actually looked at a video where they showed the names of each and they showed how they were, you know, many were triplets. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a great way to take, you know, you would only need four molds and you could get like 12, 15 different characters out of it. It's well, they would take it's a, really smart budget-wise. They would take a heavy set guy, a skinny guy, and a, you know, a medium build a guy. A short guy. A short and, guy, a tall guy, you know, and you can make a whole bunch of clowns with that one mold. Yeah, and on the there was one scene where they had a bunch of them in the scene together. And so they just got all the extras and, you know, whoever was around and said, hey, you put on this clown outfit and you put on this one and you just wander around and try and look like a scary alien clown and that sounds like a really fun day at work to me yeah i like to think it was like the uh children in the uh little people costumes and phantasm yeah yeah just a fun take your kid to work day yeah <laughs> so the kyoto so, brothers made a movie that's what you were telling me yeah. Yes, and so they're the the driving force behind this. Uh, so, and they never do you have our feature film? Not that I know of. No, they mostly after this have been doing effects work, and they're still working to this day. On what? Um, let me see. I was just looking at their filmography. Most recent, large, large. No. <laughs> uh no they did uh they created dioramas featured in the 2010 film dinner for schmucks featured in their, their uh, kids school <laughs> yeah they hey that dinner for schmucks that was a big, That's a big uh, studio movie. I'm release just, I'm, I'm yeah. just, listen they yeah. seem like funny guys i'm sure they could take a little ribbing it's true yeah but they you know they're out there they're, they're very successful i mean they're doing they're doing things no and uh so, do you want to talk about uh, the cast, or do you just want to get straight to the I plot? Want to, of the I want to get into the plot. I mean, uh, do you want to talk right. about the clowns, or do you want to talk about them uh, in context? No, let's get straight to the plot. Let's do it. So, we uh, open up small town Crescent California. Cove. Crescent Cove. Nice, quiet, little sleepy uh, college town, apparently. Yeah. Uh, somewhere on the West Coast. Is the vibe, though there are a lot of Italian-Americans, which makes me feel like it's East Coast more for some reason. There like are Italian-Americans is... everywhere. It's true. I'm mostly in America, but pretty much everywhere. I mean everywhere in America, but you make an extra Everywhere point, where a man eats a delivery pizza. Oh my God. You'll find an Italian-American. My God. Look at you today. And, of course, our lead is an Italian-American because his name is uh, Mike Tobacco. Mike Tobacco. What a great lead character name. Uh, and he's uh, out here at Makeout Point. Baby, I got an audition today. Uh, oh, what's it for? A movie. Oh, that's really exciting. What's the part? Mike Tobacco. Oh, that sounds shitty. What's the movie? What's the movie? <laughs> Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Okay, now I get it. So it's probably the lead. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're not a killer clown, it's the lead. Great. Yeah. And Mike's there with his uh, paramour, Debbie. Debbie Stone, uh, right? Yep, Debbie. A nice, uh, very beautiful young actress. She is very good looking. Yes. 
And uh, she's got this great big head of 80s hair that's so glamorous. You know what I was thinking? Uh, I was thinking she would be beautiful in, like, any era. Like, you put her in those weird little short haircuts from, like, the 20s, and she would look ridiculously pretty. Like, she's yeah. classic beauty. Yeah, just really, yeah. Model pretty, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And and also does a decent job acting. Yeah, you know? I, 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 there was no no problem there. No, no, she was. Uh, uh, she did a great job. You know, I don't. Uh, I don't give out those compliments easily, and she she did fine. No, we've seen plenty of horror film lead actresses that have not been cast for their acting ability, <laughs> and you can tell, and it hurts the film. And that is not the case here. Like Jason versus Freddy is a good example. Those those girls are awful. Or like Phantasm four and five. Yeah, well, I was gonna go with <laughs> you know like a, a movie that came out in theaters. Well, that's fair. That's fair. But m- even more so, uh, Phantasm 4 yes, and 5. true. Uh, so, the kids are up at Makeout Point. Uh, and there's a bunch of cars parked there. One of them featured a guy wearing glasses who later grew up to be stand-up comedian Christopher Titus. Is that... That's real? That's real. Oh, wow. Check those credits. He's listed as Chris Titus. And he's like... There's like all these guys kissing their girlfriends, and he he's the nerd, and his girlfriends like the they're the nerd couple, and they're, yeah. they're still making out. Yeah, and he also he brought the beer, so he's kind of a cool nerd. Yeah, no, I'm not saying nothing wrong with being. I'm, I I think we're yeah. we're pretty nerdy. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying this is not like oh he's not like Poindexter. Oh, and I brought my calculator to make out and my no. beer. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a he's a cool he's a cool nerd. <laughs> Uh, which is, you know, nice to see some cool nerd representation on film. Uh, that's when, uh, a clown themed ice cream truck pulls up to make out point. Oh no. Is it the killer clown shibble? No, it's the Tarazzi brothers. (laughs) Uh, two small town fucking morons. From Staten Island. (laughs) Yeah. Who are actually apparently, uh, a... Like California comedy duo that like never quite broke out. You know, this was the biggest thing that they were ever in, but they did like local clubs and stuff. Were they cast like at, like they saw them doing comedy and they were like, this comedy duo needs to be in our film or was it written for them? I'm not sure if they were auditioning duos or I'm not, I don't know how that happened. They might've had them in mind when they wrote it. Wow. They, they, they must might have, have been part of the same, like, local art scene, you know? <laughs> local art like, scene. If anyone ever, when I was that age, when we were doing stuff, if they were like, yeah, they're part of the local art scene, I would have killed myself for real. <laughs> I was very proud to be part of a local art scene, but I'd, it takes all time. You found me hanging. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's operated by these two uh, morons. Uh, <laughs> the Tarazzi's. The Tarazzi brothers. And so, and they're like about to, uh, they're up there trying to sell some of their ice cream because they figure that's a good idea. But everybody sort of boos them out of make out point because nobody wants to make out while hearing like, get your rocket pops. Don't, don't so, they have a rhyme? They're like, they're like, have some ice cream next if you're going to do the sex, like something like that. Yeah, they try and give it a little bit of a spiel that's got a little bit of wordplay in it. Uh, it doesn't uh, quite 
cell. And instead, they get pelted with beer cans. Yeah. And then from out of the back come two uh, gals who are both eating ice cream. <laughs> and the guys are like, are you going to make out with us? And they're like, no, we told you explicitly we weren't going to make out with you. We just wanted to eat ice cream. And so they're like, oh, well, I guess fair enough. They were asking for it. And they were asking for ice cream. That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> They definitely just said, we want ice cream. And the guy said, okay, I bet that make out with us. <laughs> and they're like, and we're not going to make out with you. We just want to eat your ice cream. And the guys in their head were like, like we'll see. Yeah, we'll turn that frown upside down. We're the Terrazzi comedy duo. Hulk can resist us. I'm Glenn so... Terrazzi. I'm Ben Terrazzi. What's in then... the news? <laughs> suddenly from the sky a shooting star it whips overhead and at this point you realize this movie is pretty much lifting the entire plot from the blob <laughs> and only instead of a blob it's actually going to be a circus tent filled with evil alien clowns which is like a, a blob yeah it's sort of a spiritual blob yeah it's weird. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's so then uh, the other person that sees the <laughs> uh, comet fly over is a old uh, mountain man. G his name is Gene Green and he's a farmer. He's a farmer and is played by classic character actor Royal Dano, who the whole time is just basically saying, I'll be horn swoggled. <laughs> That's. That's his whole yeah. Do you know what I wrote do you that know what my, wrote down specifically? He literally said that. He said that. He said, "I'll be horn swoggled." Do you know what my my read on him was? What's that? That if you you know that evolutionary chart of the um, monkey turning into the person. Yeah. Um, he's the first monkey. He's the next one. He's, he's after he, us. He's the first monkey, and the old man from Pet Cemetery is the last one. Okay. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes well, it's better off dead. I'll be horn swoggled. Yeah, see, it's the evolution. I, I'm right. Uh, he's convinced that that was Haley's comet. <laughs> he's going to go dig it up, and it's going to make him rich. Well, doesn't uh, it come once every hundred years? This could be the year. What I year did something it come? Like that. I I don't remember. I think it came around that year. I think it did. And I think it's like every 96 or something. Yeah, but I, I think it came around that year. If I'm like, I, I don't think that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. No. And uh, so back at makeout point, <laughs> uh, Mike Tobacco and his best gal, Debbie. Sounds so ridiculous. Mike Tobacco. <laughs> uh, they stopped drinking champagne, which is clearly water that they're pouring out of a champagne <laughs> bottle. They, they, for all the great effects that they do in this movie, they did not convincingly emulate champagne Where are at the all. Bubbles? Where? Why is it perfectly clear? <laughs> Have fun What's at the this? audition for Mike Tobacco. <laughs> is this flat crystal champagne? <laughs> uh, it's so they crystal Pepsi, but flat. Yeah. So. 
Debbie is convinced that they should go find out what's up with this shooting star because they're taking a break from making out and looking up at the stars to see it fly. By the way, did you see their makeout session? It was hot and heavy. It was a single peck, and then they rolled each other off of each other and laid and looked up in the sky. Yeah, this movie is, for all you can say, it's not very sexually exploitative. It, and, and I think that actually classes it up a little bit. In high school, like that, there's, what would you be doing at, at Make Out Point? Would you, would you do the peck and the roll off? No, I would, I would try to do a little bit more myself. Second base. But, you know, that, boy, that would be the dream. Oh, boy. Yeah, that Second was exciting. Base, what a thrill. Wasn't yeah. that exciting when you were in high school? You were like, yeah. oh, my God, really? To, to, yeah, to, to be like, this is it. I've done it. Yeah. Every Here I am. Time. I made it. Every time. I made it. Every time you're like, you're like, geez, this is what it's like to be the first man on the moon. Exactly. Incredible. Exactly. It's the first time I, every time. Yeah. So <laughs> they don't even get to there, but it's all about the anticipation. So, but uh, wait, have we, have we covered what Gene Green comes across? Yeah. No, nah, that's what happens next. Gene Green <laughs> finds the uh, comet and it turns out. It's a circus test. Dagnabbit. And he's out there with his old hound dog named Pooh Bear. <laughs> he turns his back and Pooh Bear gets snatched by a net by what appears to be a clown hands. A fishing net, I believe. Yes. And then uh, Royal Dano grabs one of the ropes that's supporting the big top and it electrocutes him. <laughs> And then he is grabbed he goes, by a giant clown. He goes, this thing's wired. This thing's wired. <laughs> uh, so, we then cut to the police station for the third leg of our stool. We meet Dave. Dave is there with Officer Mooney. These guys are two cops. Did you realize Dave was Debbie's ex-boyfriend? Uh, I did as soon as she said that. I didn't because I I was high. Mm. Uh, she yeah she says specifically that Dave turns out to be Debbie's ex-boyfriend. Oh no I, no I meant like before then because I think it was supposed to be like uncomfortable. I I yeah I think as soon as no yeah, no they said that pretty early on in their interaction like after Dave was introduced as being related to debbie good point like debbie says good point we're gonna go either i have a friend at the police station you're like oh i'm wondering what their relationship is and then you get there and you can see that there's some sort of tension like i think they sold that ex relationship tension pretty well that must be really uncomfortable for um mike tobacco yeah yeah that would be rough like hey i'm he... mike tobacco and uh you used to have sex with my girlfriend <laughs> And I still love her, man. And I just kiss her and make just, that point. Just do what's right. Damn it. Let her go. This isn't right, man. If she's meant for you. She'll come back to you. Damn right she will. Damn right. I feel like that was Reggie's philosophy in Phantasm. He was like, he would sexually harass a girl, then let her go and hope she came back. <laughs> Yeah, and it had about a 50-50 success rate. Yeah, it was not bad. I've been trying uh, it and having a worse time of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't recommend it. Comes on a little strong, maybe just a little softer on that initial. And then backing off when you get bad vibes, 
that seems like a perfectly reasonable way to go about yeah even i even i think that's the right thing to do so uh uh, mooney played by uh fuck was his name uh played by the guy that played the dean in animal house john vernon oh is that him Yes, that's him. 0.0. Yeah. He plays Officer Mooney, dickhead cop. And he does a great job. And Nightmare on Elm Street parent. Yeah, just a great guy that doesn't really uh, believe anything that anyone is saying to him. What is this, some sort of prank to get me fired? (laughs) Yeah, he was definitely sure that uh everybody was out to get him <laughs> and that but in his defense he receives over the course of this night maybe 30 phone calls saying a giant clown just turned someone into a cocoon of cotton candy i think they're dead uh i would begin to think that maybe people were playing a prank on me too that's true uh, like he's not completely unreasonable here in Mooney's defense, although he is established as a dickhead as he has brought in two college kids, punks who are drinking wine. And Dave is like, uh, this doesn't seem like that big a deal. Let's just bring them back to campus with a warning. And Mooney's like, I'm going to charge them with a resisting arrest. That's a fucking felony. I'm going to put their asses in a dark hole. And, uh, Dave's like, maybe you need to chill out. Uh, so that's their relationship. And there's a weird line. He goes, Mr. Police Academy. And he goes, I don't know what kind of problem you've always had with my training. And it's like, what is his training is a problem. Only one of them went to police academy. The other one was just hired to be a cop. Uh, cause I guess it's just that small a town. And also what's the difference really when it comes down to it? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there is a difference between Dave and Mooney, but that difference is probably not. I meant actually real life. realistic. Yeah. 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 But for the purpose of the fiction, there's a difference between these two characters. Well, I think Dave would have run into Uvalde and Mooney would not have. Yeah. That's why Dave is fictional. He's the good cop. Yes. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so now uh, Mike and Debbie have found the circus tent. Uh,. Or no, they've started driving up. They haven't found it quite yet. Uh, Mike does a very bad Native American impression. Oh, I thought it was dead on. He, I, I thought he really, that aged poorly. Uh, nothing ages more poorly than ethnic impressions in 80s and 90s movies. Yeah, or also when we do it. I never and... do that. <laughs> Why do you You've do it? You've never done You've never done that. Go back and show me the tape and I'll believe it. Of you doing an impression of a Native American. What did you say about Italians today? <laughs> Might I direct you to episode 108, Skinwalkers. What did I say? I don't know, but it's definitely in there. <laughs> well, I think you said my African impression was okay because it's accurate. I said it was better because it was more accurate. Thank you. <laughs> so they stumble across this huge tent-like structure that Gene Green was taken from. Yeah. Uh, they uh, and but they go inside because they are not accosted. They're not stupid, and they realize there's an entrance, unlike Gene Green. 
Yeah, Gene uh, got, I guess, tor- turned around before he could find the entrance. <laughs> turned around. He was hoping just, and he said he just wanted to get free passes, which is funny because why would they give you a free pass? Who the fuck are you? You're why don't you have to pay like anybody else? Oh dang, nabbit! I wanted a free pass. Why? Why? Because I'm for Gene what? Green, and here's Pooh Bear. Okay, Pooh Bear gets in for yeah, of course, he's adorable. Pooh Bear was pretty cute. It's pretty sad he got turned into cotton candy. Oh, and, dr- uh, and drunken, drinking. Drunken? Drank. Drunk from. No, that's cheating. One word. Uh, sipped. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> they go inside, and Mike, and it looks circusy still on the inside, but strange. A little sci-fi, like it's a bunch of pipes that are covered in stripes, like carnival stripes. Uh, Mike insists that it's weird because it's part of the European tradition of the Cirque du Fantastique. <laughs> Which is funny to imagine that this was turned out to just be Cirque du Soleil. is really funny to me. <laughs> oh, it's just a European circus. That's the only difference here. Yeah, they're just, they're just fucking weird. You know what they do. Yeah. Like, it's going to be horny for no reason. <laughs> they might so... display some Chinese dissidents' uh, dead bodies. You know, just things like that. Yeah, there'll be something that will, like, make you cry that involves a horse. (laughs) (laughs) So they go through this, uh, like, little (coughs) gateway and find themselves in a giant power core that seems to shoot down into the ground many stories. And they realize this is not a circus. This is probably some sort of other situation. Debbie's convinced that it's a spaceship. Mike, he's still a little skeptical. The rational man, you know what I mean? Mike Tobacco. Maybe you should listen to a little women's intuition, Mike Tobacco. Uh, so they go and they hide in a cotton candy room. Uh, they find a room that has a bunch of cotton candy in it. That's why we call uh, it the but, cotton candy room. That's why you're explaining yeah. Yeah, that cotton candy is uh, about five feet tall, roughly the size of a person that had been scrunched up, because in each one of them, there's a dead body. Oh. Spoiler alert. Yeah, pretty, pretty scary. Beth says, nobody stores cotton candy like this. (laughs) And she has a point. With dead bodies in it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they get spotted by what appears to be a giant evil clown. With a K. Yes. Uh, the, these clowns have uh, full head prosthetics that make their heads like maybe 40% larger than a human head. And they have these gross extended uh, uh, features that are all exaggerated. Uh, and these sort of weird rictus grins. And which is works because it's creepy the same way that a clown is creepy. Yeah, it's just kind of an exaggerated clown. And, uh... No? Am I wrong? Um, No, no, you're not wrong. I'm just uh, adjusting my microphone levels. They were looking a little bit low. Oh, okay. Sorry if I was really quiet the first half of the episode. I'm going to try to remember to adjust that in post. It'd be funny if you were, like, they couldn't hear you at all the beginning, or if now you're blaring. (laughs) Yeah, either one would be great. (laughs) That'd be a good gag. <laughs> we'll have to remember that gotcha, for a future audience. episode. We hate you. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so they get spotted by this clown. This clown grabs a gun that he's loaded up with popcorn from a popcorn machine. They run down the hallway and get shot at with this giant popcorn shotgun. And what would you expect to happen? Like for it to melt into them like acid or to blow them up? I was expecting it to like eat into them. Yeah. Like something. Uh, but it just seems to be clinging to them. Maybe it's like a homing device. Maybe it was just popcorn. Maybe this is just a weird situation, you know? But there's still a lot of mystery to the killer clowns, which I think works. No way. It was totally, like, to track them, like breadcrumbs and Hansel and Gretel, right? Well, they end up following them in, in the GMC Jimmy. Uh, Wait, and what they... happened to the dog? The dog that I never found the dog. No, 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 not 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 Gene's dog, not Pooh Bear, the oh. balloon dog. I love that part. Oh yes, they get trailed by a, yes. So uh, a clown pulls out a balloon, makes a balloon animal dog, and has it on a leash, and it sniffs out behind them. So it's the dog that tracks them. It's not the popcorn, or maybe they're working in sync. Well, Who no, no, say? they're tracking them by the dog sniffing after the popcorn that they've attached to them with the gun. Okay, that I was reading it a different way. Oh, okay. You were wrong. Well, because later on we find out what this popcorn actually <laughs> right, is. That's true, so, but, but I don't want to spoil that. So anyway, they, they tail them. Uh, they end up uh, running one over uh, in the GMC Jimmy. Not hard, though. It get, no, but it, it it does get up totally fine. And that's when they're like, oh, shit, these clowns are going to be some tough mothers. And that's when the clowns follow them back into town. Child, this sea ain't going to do. And here we get that a really a fun mother. bit. That was a tough mother. <laughs> the sea, she's the tough, sea, but she's fair. The sea wasn't going to do. That sea is not going to do. Not her house. You're going to have to get that up to at least a B minus. That's absolutely true. Go ahead, Chippewa. C plus, you're on thin ice. Right. And that ice is cracking. <laughs> so, uh. Like other things. <laughs> so, the fun. There's a really fun synth score as we see the clowns begin to, like, wander around town. Oh, yeah, I love that. Uh, one of them begins to pose out front of a pharmacy uh, pretending to be a robot clown. Uh, and so we're beginning to see them sort of invade. Uh, Beth says that they should go meet up with Deputy Dave. Her friend is Dave, and he works at the police because he's a policeman. <laughs> he's a police officer. He's a good policeman. Yeah, he's the good one. He's the good cop. And so they show up and they're like, listen, Dave, there are killer clowns from outer space. Their spaceship is a carnival tent and they shoot a popcorn gun and they tried to kill me with a balloon dog that they had made. And Dave says, we should check this out. You know, credit to him. Kudos. Yeah, he's right. It turns out he's right. Mooney, though, not buying it. Mooney says uh, that these guys are fucking idiots. You should lock them both up. They are fucking with you and wasting our time. Which is what actual cops say about actual crimes. 
Yeah, so I can only imagine what they would say if you came in and told them that you had encountered killer clowns from outer space. Yeah, I know. If you come in and you're like, no, I've really been, I've been robbed. They're like, yeah. Yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, let me get, uh, what's the form for the rob? (laughs) R1. Do we have any of those? R-O what? R-O-1. Where are those? (laughs) We're out. Oh, shit. Can you come back tomorrow? Pounds with a K. No, I can, I can print one up. I can print one up. Let me go. I've got to go to the Printer's website. Down. Give me a second. I got to. Okay. Do you, can you take a picture of my screen with your phone <laughs> and then text it to me? <laughs> I think that counts. Um, so Mooney says, you're not going to make a dummy out of me, <laughs> which will pay off later. Oh, yeah. In, in the, the best kind of way. Yeah. So then we get uh, a clown is putting on a puppet show and a man stops to watch it. Just a lone man in his 20s stops idly to watch a puppet show where no one else is attending. Uh, given by a clown with uh, distended, long, crazy teeth. Yes, the uh, soon the clown emerges from beneath the puppet show and, using a puppet, shoots the man with a laser beam in a very cool, classic, uh, rotoscoped lightning effect uh, that uh, turns him into a giant thing of cotton candy. Which is cool. Yes. And then the clown perpeteer turns the gun on the viewer and shoots us, uh, which is also was a cool thing we then cut back to the Did pharmacy that had the clown i didn't i boy it's tough to say who is the cocoon <laughs> uh the clown uh that was over by the pharmacy is now just walking around the pharmacy idly knocking things over <laughs> just as a classic buffoon that nod to the clown's role as a buffoon do you uh, think and- that's a nod to that I think so. I think they had to show them as a menacing buffoon. A menacing, And I think yeah. that, uh, and I think also, yeah, what's great about all these scenes that are going to be coming up in the second act of the movie are where the clowns are menacing the town or just them saying, what is a funny way that a clown would kill someone? Yeah, that, what, yeah. Just say everything, every word that you can think of when you think of clown and we'll come up with a scene where that clown will kill someone that way. And it we'll, is or we'll put that in the movie somehow. It's a series yeah. of murder of, of murder porn skits. Yeah, and they and they all land. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, most of them are pretty good. They, you know, they like work, I can't. They, ta- they work together. Yeah, and and they build to see one after the yes. other. Like it's, it... I'll give you that. Uh, so then, uh, we find out uh, as they drive away that Dave is Debbie's ex, and Dave is not over her. Uh, clowns go door to door killing people, <laughs> one pretending to be a singing telegram, one pretending to be a novelty pizza delivery man. Uh, at this point, yeah, it was really hitting home that all these masks look really good. And at the delivery man, you got to see all five of the different models together at once and it looked really good. Yep. Uh, and they all looked like different. They all had personality to them. Uh, Oh, I was excited. I wrote at this point, I'm excited to explore Mike and Dave's relationship as Eskimo brothers. 
Because they end up being like cool with each other by the end. You know, I would have. You liked, know what? It is what it is. I would have liked it to go the opposite way. Yeah, if they just grew to hate each other yeah, more I would and more. Like that to be like at the end would be a face-off between them. All right, and then it cuts to credits as they're like that, that, like they're both about to punch, like the end of uh, Rocky Three. Oh, that's I, that's one way to go. The other would be one murders the other. <laughs> Oh, then uh, Dave just shoots Mike in the yeah, chest. And, and, and says, he was coming at me. Yeah. And the cop, and of course, <laughs> one of the cops would be like, he was. And, yeah, Mooney's like, yeah, he was coming at him. Yeah. You all saw it. <laughs> it would have been a lot more realistic. <laughs> Unless any of you are coming at me. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> They go, uh, the, the Eskimo bros go to try and find the circus, the but the tent has disappeared. Uh, so at this point, Dave arrests Mike as saying like, this is what you get for fucking wasting my time. Where are the bodies? Where are the bodies? You told me there were dozens of dead bodies. Maybe it's corpus, my here, friend. All I see here is a giant hole in the ground, which is probably normal. So let's get out of here. Yeah, that in no way phases him. That there's now this this it looks like a meteor just just ripped. Yeah, that the there's ground. like a yeah an eighty foot deep hole in the middle of the woods. Yeah, there's a canyon uh, now. <laughs> so uh, so he puts him under arrest and uh, and he's like, hey, then I guess you got to arrest Debbie. She reported it too, and Dave's like, yeah, maybe I will arrest Debbie. It wouldn't be the first time I ca- I handcuffed her. <laughs> I've had sex with her. Yeah. <laughs> Will be the last. Yeah, <laughs> that's your girlfriend. So, uh, but no, that never comes up. Uh, meanwhile, we cut back to more clown shenanigans with a K. Uh, yeah, we see uh, the shortest clown ride up on a tricycle to a biker gang. The biker gang includes the only black character in the entire film. Unfortunately, this black character at one point says, "Damn." <laughs> Uh, so one of the bikers comes up and starts making fun of the clown and then, uh, smashes his tricycle. So the clown leaps out of frame and then reappears with boxing gloves and, uh, uppercuts the guy's head clean off his shoulders into a nearby trash can. After the guy says, what are you going to do? Knock my block off? And indeed he does knock his block off. Right off his shoulders. Rips it clean off. The bikers run away screaming. Uh, then we cut to the Big Top Burger, where a clown is luring a little girl out of a... Uh, Do you yes? think if there was a real biker gang and um, a clown punched one of their heads off, the rest of them would run or fight? I mean, that would be fucking crazy. if you Because first of all, there would be literally a fountain of blood. Yeah, there would be so much. It blood. would be an explo- It would shoot like four feet high. Okay, so th- that being understood, what what would happen? I, I think I'm gonna say nine out of ten bikers are gonna. Run. I say I say they fight. Well, I'm gonna say may, it might depend on the club. Oh, I'm saying like 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 a violent biker game, like a one okay. percent, okay. like known for violence mm-hmm. kind of deal. Um, they might pull out some guns. Uh, uh I, I was hoping for axe handles, stuff like that. 
No, I'm going to say there's going to be at least three of them that are packing, and if they have any kind of fucking brain, they're going to be shooting. <laughs> All right. Well, I was looking for a brawl, but... <laughs> well, if, if they did, my money's on the killer clown. Well, yeah, I was just, you know, but I'm, I'm just trying to see what would yeah. happen. I, didn't, I wanted to give him more credit than I gave him in the movie, just running away. Well, you know, it is... You want to show how scary these clowns are, and you got to do that by having it scare the scariest dudes. Oh, yes. And the mixed-race biker gang is the scariest yeah. dudes. Damn! We're the Benetton bikers. So, off to the Big Top Burger, a clown-themed burger joint, where a little girl is lured outside <laughs> by a giant clown. The fat clown... And perhaps a reference to John Wayne Gacy. Because that's obviously, if you're making a list of everything you associate with clowns, you're going to put pedophile on that list. So they had a scene that's like, oh, is, aren't pedophiles scary? That was the subtext. Of that it was scene. definitely the subtext, but I don't know if it was, I mean, it, it was definitely a, you know, fat, fat clown pedophile is a Gacy thing, but he was only boys. Yeah, but they, I think that would be too much for this movie. I think, really? also, I think that would have been a great throw-in. I no, I think that would have been too much. Really? I think that would have, yeah. I mostly because I think this this movie is, like I said, pretty asexual. Oh, uh, that well, what's the difference between a hetero weirdness? I'm just saying in turn, and also in the in terms of the time it was made. That, yeah, it would have been. It might have drawn. Yeah, it may have been too much for that time. It may have drawn users' attention away from the film. Yeah. All right, I'll give you uh, that. But now, if they did it, that would have been more appropriate. Yeah, I think it would have been cool. But uh, we have very so specific then, things we like in our pedophile scenes. Yeah, it's a, it's a. Re I'm gonna be honest with you. It's a tightrope. <laughs> it is. You gotta be careful. Look at what happened to the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot. Oh my God! That yeah, that was a they had a problem. You're, like you don't you don't want to find yourself on the wrong side of that line. Jeepers uh, creepers. Exactly, and especially not on the actual real world yeah, side of that that's line. The, that's the way wrong side of the line. That's that's the wrong side of the next line. Yeah, I just want to make sure everyone knows <laughs> not to watch that, so I mention it whenever don't, I can. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but luckily, someone stops the little girl from being lured out, because even that would be a bridge too far from Killer Clowns. It doesn't want to show you. Girl, yeah, that would be way. Yeah, would too not. Much. Yeah, they they don't do that, and they don't even show the little girl getting murdered. She gets saved. Boo. Uh, no, no, I think that's good. I think, like I said, this movie doesn't cross lines. Even this it, is like even it crosses like, that line. This is a movie that you could watch like intergenerationally do you know what i mean like you could watch this with like a 12 year old and it'd be like no this is fine this is a fun horror movie that i could watch with a 12 year old i wonder and it won't be weird is the language too much no like there's no i don't remember any like cursing there's not a lot of gore there's gore there's not a lot of gore like you don't see like blood everywhere you don't see guts falling out you don't see anybody getting I'm like stabbed if this is the kind of film i would have let like like when my daughter was you know like ten, I would let her watch Jurassic Park with me, even though that could scare a ten year old. Yeah, but um, and like kids are allowed to be a medium amount of scared. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, you not, just don't I'm want them to get too scared. Be scared. I'm just trying yeah. to say, would it fit that sweet spot? Like, 
I, you know, I don't. I know. mean, you could you could ask her to watch it and ask her. That's what a she great thinks. idea. Well, now she's. I, I think she's too old at sixteen to really appreciate it. And, and, I mean, we're not too old to appreciate it. She could appreciate but it in a more old ground where she'll be like, "This is stupid. It looks old." Well, that's fair. Well, then she'll say that. That's fine. Yeah. Well, that's true. Maybe I should get her a little opinion. Yeah. You could at least ask. Yeah, I should. That's. You know what? I'll do that. Uh. So. Then, uh, then what happens? The then uh, Dave and Mike find themselves back at Makeout Point because that is uh, where, a key location. They had it, yeah, they well, had it without paying it, for it. It's on the road back to town, and so uh, they see a bunch of abandoned cars. In one of them, they see Christopher Titus's glasses. He was originally going to be a bigger character, but he got kind of written out. Story uh, of his life. Yeah, Sale of V, huh? But uh, they find his car filled with cotton candy or what looks to us like cotton candy. But Dave confirms that's no cotton candy. Next, we cut back to old Mooney. Mooney is laughing at what turns out to be an issue of guns and ammo. Uh, He starts getting phone calls about killer clowns, perhaps from outer space. Uh, but he laughs them off thinking that it's people trying to prank him. Do you think if that was floated as a political theory right now, people would accept it? That there are killer clowns from outer yes. space? Replacing us. Um, I bet you could find... 1%, small... 1% of the country, yeah. do you think we could convince that there are killer clowns in general? That, that, that they do exist? Six. Six percent. I think six. I say fifteen percent. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, let's not find. Yeah. <laughs> um, we need more fear mongering. So the pharmacist calls in as well, <laughs> and we see that the uh, pharmacy is getting even more wrecked. They're now spraying each other with shaving cream. <laughs> Being clowns. Uh, yeah, just doing goofy clown pranks, just being buffoons. And uh, then Mooney is just saying this whole town has clown fever. <laughs> uh, a clown drives in an invisible car next to a person in an actual car. <laughs> uh, the person in the actual car gets freaked out. And drives off the road in a not particularly spectacular wreck. I noticed that the wrecks in this movie and the car uh, action scenes are it, I just... I know I mentioned Phantasm a lot, but it's because we covered it. But, I mean, when they did a car uh, jump, it would do eight flips and explode. In this movie, it would, like, run off the road and hit a mailbox lightly and not even knock it over. Yeah, in this one, what happened, it just fell off the side of a bridge but what happened was they only had one car they could do this with. yeah they only had one shot at it and when they went to do it someone forgot to remove the chocks that they yep. put in front of the wheel yep and so when it like sprung it just sort of slid off the side of the bridge and fell when it was supposed to like fly through the it air. was so unimpressive and so but that was the only take they had and so there's like well i guess We'll just use that. Because there's nothing else to use. (laughs) Yeah. We don't have another car. We can't do this again. (laughs) 
This is this was it. That or so, drag the car out of the water. Yeah. yeah, we're not we don't we're not made of money. We don't have time to even drag a car out of the water. We've only got this equipment till the end of the week. So it is what it is. We'll use that. It's frustrating, but hey, that's making a movie. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Good for them. The Chiados. <laughs> yeah. They rolled with it. She, what are the what are the what did it say? Uh, I've I've heard it pronounced Kyoto. Kyoto, okay. Uh, like the city in Japan. Yes, except spelled uh, incredibly differently. Yes. Uh, so and not as culturally significant. Yeah, probably not. Not not really. <laughs> so Debbie is back at her house after being dropped. You off think they're previously. comparable culturally significance? <laughs> well, who can say? Really, I mean, did you see Large Mart? Yeah, that's a good point. I take it back. Name five arts that you love from Kia. <laughs> um, uh, Bukaki. Specific Bukaki. works. Oh, oh, specific works. I I didn't mean Bukaki. I meant um, what is that? Theater, um, uh, Brad, Brad canceled our tickets to, um, Kabuki Theater. Kabuki. Kabuki. Yeah. Yes. That's my George Takei, by the way. That wasn't bad. Thank, thank you. Uh, so, then we see, uh, Wait, the popcorn. have I finally that... done a Japanese accent that you would let me do? I think you've done a George Takei impression that is serviceable. But it was... Whatever you do, do not put on makeup. Why would I put on makeup? Does he wear makeup? In case you wanted to do this live and you wanted to put on yellow face. Oh my god! Don't do That's it. That's not even... Get out of here. So I want you to think about making sure you're not doing that with your voice. Oh, okay. So that's how I'll consider... I, well, I was just being George Takei. Yes. Which is different. Yes. And you got to make sure that you're not doing one and not the other. Right. And so I was doing the right thing right now. So I, sh- I probably should yes. have been congratulated and gotten a little bit of uh, reinforcement instead of punishment. That's why I'm not punishing you. I'm discussing with you. <laughs> Thank you, Shevel. <laughs> then we see popcorn fall off of Debbie's clothes as she gets into the shower. She's being tracked. Uh, no nudity here. But we do get to see her uh, very uh, toned stomach. I will grant you that. She's in shape. She's in great shape. But very classy. Nothing that you wouldn't feel comfortable watching with a child. Yeah, like, yeah, that part of it. Se- uh, sexual um, situations, nudity. Nothing there that I would feel weird watching with my kid. Yeah, it's, it's in that case... I guess part of what makes it, to my mind, a very family-friendly horror movie. Uh, then we see a man get eaten by a dumpster. A very family-friendly horror movie. Then we see a man get eaten by a dumpster. Yeah, you know, it's silly. It's the dumpster out behind the uh, Big Top Burger. Man gets eaten by a dumpster. It's practically something you'd see on Sesame Street. <laughs> if Oscar uh, just started kidnapping people and pulling them into his dumpster. <laughs> yeah. Um, 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 That's his kidnapping noise? That's the dumpster eating noise. Oh, I thought that was Oscar pretending to eat but kidnapping. No, I don't have an Oscar. I'd have to work on it. So, Dave wants to send samples of the cotton candy into the lab. 
Uh, and he admits to Mike that he still has feelings for Debbie. <laughs> and it made him treat Mike unfairly. <laughs> Think of him to admit it. Uh, then we get to see, they drive by and they see a clown by the side of the by road. By the way, Mike's, the lab. Yeah, the lab. You know the one. <laughs> the one at the college. The one we always do. use. The one that I use to make meth. <laughs> Uh, and uh, did I mention that I also sell meth? <laughs> My student loans from police academy are just killing me. <laughs> uh, but they drive by and Mike sees a clown by the side of the road and the cloud is performing a puppet show. Oh my God, I love this. With shadow puppets. And this was, in my mind, this is the definitive yes. kill scene from the movie. This is, this is the one when you when people talk about the movie and you go, oh, I love that movie. That's what you picture in your head is this scene. Yeah, that yeah. When you think of the the height of what they were trying to do in this movie, this scene yep. is it. Where we have a clown and he's doing shadow puppets and he starts with ones that are like, oh, just a rabbit, and that's kind of normal. And oh, Abraham Lincoln, that's a hard one. And then onto ones that are impossible, like uh, Washington crossing the Delaware <laughs> or a that's funny. Uh, or a belly dancer. Yeah, it's a funny gag. It's a great gag. And then it turns into a shadow Tyrannosaurus as Mike and Dave look on, and the Tyrannosaurus shadow eats all the onlookers at the bus stop. And it's you like and it's this perfect merger merger of uh, these alien clowns and killing. It, like it works so well. And it shows like how anything can happen. These guys don't aren't just gonna like punch you or stab you or shoot you with a laser they can do crazy shit substant <clears throat> excuse my voice everyone for this whole episode by the way but substantively and visually this is what the movie's going for and this is the movie achieving at its highest level this scene yeah like it just works so yeah and it's it's a lot of fun to watch you gotta be honest so uh Mike and Dave try and run him over, uh, but uh, the clown just leaps up out of the way. They hop out. It appears that maybe these clowns can fly. Or they just uh, jump super high. Yeah. Wherever he is, he is gone. Uh, back at the police station, Mooney's still being an asshole. Uh, then we see the Tarazzi brothers. They wreck their ice cream truck. <laughs> Uh, they're dumb they're assholes. Trying, yeah, they're just driving around being idiots. They've dropped off those hot big girls they were with before and are now uh, just like cruising around hoping to sell ice cream. And so uh, Mooney is now back smoking a cigar, convinced that the whole town is playing a prank on him, that everyone's out to try to get him fired. Or that there are at least like 30 dudes that just have a vendetta against him and they're all coordinating attack to make him uh, think that they're clowns and he's just not going to fall for it. Uh, but then a clown walks right into the headquarters and clown uh, uh, Mooney's like, oh, gonna think you're going to make a fool out of me. Huh? Well, mister, I got your number. <laughs> and uh, then uh, the clown sprays him with a uh, squirting flower. But it's just water. It's just making a fool out of old Mooney. Mooney pulls a pistol on him and tries to cuff him. 
But as the clown walks away, his hands detach. Classic clown gag. Leaving Mooney there holding a pair of handcuffed alien clown hands. And the hands only have three fingers each. That's what lets you know they're aliens, not the other stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's another... Like, these aren't supposed to be just deformed humans. These are truly aliens. Wouldn't that be a twist? If they were just inbreds? Yeah, yeah just, a, <laughs> just a pack of roving inbred, you know, like an actual circus. That invented a flying circus tent? Well, they, they were gifted that. <laughs> By Jesus. Yeah, it's it's a religious, it's a Kurt Cameron film. Yeah. Left Behind Coming Three this Killer Clowns. From hell. <laughs> Where you're going. If. Uh, dot, dot, dot. So, uh, Mooney tries to lock up the giant clown in with those college punks. <laughs> but the clown uh, grabs him uh, against the bars and smashes his face into Aww. it. Uh, Dave gets back to HQ, but just finds uh, all the lights are out. Mooney's not there. And there are giant clown footprints all throughout the prison. Uh, he gets back to the jail. He finds that the punks have been turned into cotton candy. Oh. He then gets back into the office area where he finds Mooney has been turned into a giant ventriloquist duck. <laughs> and this is the only time where the clown can communicate with a human. So it must be using Mooney's consciousness somehow. It's very, um, what's that movie? <clears throat> Excuse me. Dead Silence? Uh, I did not see Dead Silence. Uh, but it, the ghost of a ventriloquist uh, takes her revenge on the children who caused her death and laughed at her and tortured her. And in the end, um, she uses, she makes the perfect ventriloquist dummy, oh, spoiler alert, out of uh, the guy's body, who was a kid who mm. started the whole thing, and uh, uses his consciousness to trick uh, everyone. Yeah, and they, I, if I remember correctly, something similar also happened in Alien. Uh, it it it's a pretty classic horror trope, and I think it works well here because uh, uh, Mooney leans in, and this is to me the creepiest. Like genuinely creepiest moment of the film. Yeah, this is that. This is the horror. Yeah, where Mooney leans in, looking uh, painted up like a ventriloquist dummy, and says, "Don't worry, Dave. All we want to do is kill you." <laughs> and Love it. Yeah, it's a great scene. Uh, so Dave draws his gun, shoots the clown right in his red nose. This is their weak point. Because the clown, like, starts whirling into a, a cyclone of light, and then he explodes in a bunch of confetti, if I remember correctly. Does that remind you of Ernest Scared Stupid? Don't they die like that in that movie? It's funny that you mentioned that. The Kyoto Brothers did the special effects on, I believe, several Ernest no movies. No way. Possibly including Scared Stupid. Seriously. Seriously. Wow. Amazing. Good catch. Thank you, sir. Nice connection. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, the Dave uh, says he's going to go to the headquarters to try and call in the Stadies, see if he can get some backup. 
Uh, Mike says he's going to go get Debbie. He's worried about Debbie. Did we mention um, back when the um, the shadow puppets swallowed the people, they were dumped into a bag of popcorn, and that's when we found out what the popcorn was? Uh, no, we did not mention that. And um, we're going to find out more about what happens uh, the popcorn is right now because Debbie's hopping out of the shower. Ooh. The popcorn that we've seen fall off her clothes has been crawling across the floor. Uh-oh. What I thought was a pretty cool effect. Like, it was pretty convincing, and I'm not sure how they did it. I w- uh, what do you think? Stop motion? It didn't, uh, it didn't look like it. It looked smoother. It looked like a puppet somehow, but I don't know how they would have done that puppetry. What if they put spiders in popcorn costumes? Yeah, they could have just, yeah, glued a piece of popcorn to the back of a spider. Well, I was thinking they would cut holes for their legs and put them in, like, like costumes. Yeah, they got little tweezers. Yeah. And they have a special spider <laughs> that's trained. He's trained to do this. Yeah, Bartlett. It takes... But if you want... To make popcorn look like a little squirmy worm, <laughs> you've got to get this spider Bartlett. on your set. Everyone will know if you didn't get it. Bartlett. Every time you've seen Bartlett on screen, that's been, that's what you think popcorn moving on its own should look like. <laughs> I thought it was Let feasible. It, yeah, that definitely, it's the trained spider Bartlett. <laughs> That everyone loves for his signature popcorn impression. Winner of the best popcorn actor this year, just like last year, it's Bartlett. You know what he was in? He was obviously in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, Serpent and the Rainbow. Serpent and the Rainbow. Starring Bartlett as Popcorn. All right. Go ahead. I apologize. So they find clowns murdering people and shooting them with laser beams, turning them into cotton candy and sucking them into a giant vacuum. What happened to the shower? Weren't we just looking at popcorn on the floor? Debbie. Well, Debbie is now getting dressed outside of the shower when the popcorn that has been in the hamper has suddenly reared up and it's giant sort of fetal clowns it's clown heads at the end of giant worms they're like a larval clown that's truly gross it was like the freddy penis yeah it's really and they start menacing her she is fortunately clothed at this point once again very classy um so she uh one of them is in the toilet which is an incredibly gross concept it is I would hate to be menaced by a clown worm erupting out of my toilet. Or by anything erupting out of your toilet. Yes, but just the phrase clown worm erupting out of your toilet is just so, like, there's no situation. Like Beetlejuice? Yeah, it's it's always bad news. (laughs) Not not the little person Beetlejuice, the one from the Michael Keaton. Yes, that's the one I assume. Oh, okay. I like to be sure. So one of them, a clown, deploys mimicry, impersonating Dave. <laughs> we love that. I always love mimicry. Uh, they capture De- uh, Debbie and put her inside a balloon. Wait, how did it mimic? Shortly, 
Debbie, it's me, Dave. I'm outside the front door. Come on out, Debbie. Get in my car. Wait, are you a clown? No. (laughs) Way to add the clown laugh. I loved it. Thank you. And scene. Uh, They capture Debbie and they put her inside a balloon in what is surely somebody's fetish. (laughs) But also, classic clown connection. All of Japan just went, yes, me. (laughs) Please put me on the front page of DeviantArt. (laughs) Uh, Mike and the Tarazi brothers uh, see the truck driving by. Why the fuck are they in this movie? Uh, Because they're the comic relief. Uh, and also, uh, they're great. Every scene with them is great. They're great characters. Uh, Mike has been driving with them, trying to get to Debbie. Uh, they see. Are you afraid they'll hear this? No, I like them. I think they're great. You didn't like them? No, I did like them. I'm afraid they'll hear this. No. No. I'm afraid they, like, Google themselves. I'll try not to mention the Tarasi brothers in any of the typed text. No, do it. I, I, I want to see. Maybe we can get into a beef with them. Re- and yeah, really okay. pick up some followers. <laughs> yeah, let's see if we can get some hate follows from fans of the Tarasi brothers. <laughs> we'll have two downvotes more than we ever did. <laughs> yeah, I'll put this one out on main for sure. Uh, so... Now, the clowns uh, have now set up shop in the old amusement park. Dave has spotted Mike driving with the Tarazi brothers and has followed them there. They're all reunited. Mike, Dave, the Tarazi brothers. You know it's Terenzi, right? Like, not Diana Tarazi. Uh, Okay, Terenzi brothers? Okay. My apologies. some credit. I mean, they are a comedy duo. Well, they didn't perform under this name. That was... Oh, then forget it. They're the Tarasi brothers. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, whoever they are. Uh, so we see a clown car pull up <laughs> in this uh, uh, amusement park, and a security guard get out. The security guard was originally supposed to be played by Soupy Sales, oh. but the producers did not want to pay the money to fly him out to set uh, because they thought no one would know or give a shit who Soupy Sales is. Great decision. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say, like, this would have been better if it was Soupy Sales. Like, this guy was great. Because uh, he delivers the line, uh, what are you going to do with those pies, boys? You know what would have been funny? If they had Gene Green from the first scene playing a different character with the same voice. Yeah, with a mustache. Yeah, with a mustache, but be like, go, darn it. What are you going to do with those pies, boys? <laughs> Could have saved some money. Yeah. Well, this guy gets pied, and the pies uh, melt him. And we also got to see the clown car gag. Do you know how clowns really do the clown car gag? They empty literally everything out of the car. Like, they cut the bottom out of it. They take the engine out, and then they just, like, put it on their shoulders and walk it out. And they'll, uh, like just hide as many people as they can physically in all that extra space in the car. That's like you get like three in the trunk. Yeah. But you only have to do it for like 20 feet and then you're good. It looks cool. Yeah. And it works, but that's how they do it. Yeah. Well, 
Doesn't a clown never so now you learn something? Uh, tricks? How'd you learn that? A clown never tells. I didn't go to clown college. I don't know. It's just one of those. Did things a clown you tell you? No, I don't think I've ever met a clown. You must have. Who who would tell you that? I don't, maybe I read it online somewhere. A clown wrote it. Probably it was probably a clown that had been. Uh, what do you say? Uh, excommunicated. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was uh, an apostate. <laughs> He was a shunned clown. <laughs> it might have been one of the Terenzi brothers. Have you ever heard of the clown museum? No. Where, you know, every clown has to register their yeah, individual know, face Wall. paint. Under face paint, they have to uh, to be, like, considered an actual part of the Brotherhood of Clowns. Oh. You have to paint your signature makeup on an egg and send the egg into the clown museum. And if you go there, you can see every clown's makeup. Who's the most famous clown that you would want to see? Like, uh, what's his name? Bobo the Clown? John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> he wasn't a, was he a registered clown? I don't know. But who would be one that you want to see in the museum? Uh, I guess you'd probably want to see Bozo. That's oh, a classic. Bo I would have say Bobo. Yeah, Bozo. You said Bobo. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would definitely say Bozo. Maybe Ronald McDonald. Oh yeah, yeah. He's an OG. But yeah, if he was maybe real. Grandma, Grandma the clown. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Was Kukla Fran or, or Ollie a clown? No. No, I, I yeah. Um, I think I've run out of clowns that I know. Yeah, Pagliacci. <laughs> I'm back to John Wayne Gacy would be a good one. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see that's that one. The, probably the number one draft pick. That's that. Yeah, that's obviously if they have that one, I want to yeah. see it. If it if I'm here and you have it, I want to yeah. see it. If I'm going, it's to see that. Yeah, if if I'm there and it's there, I want to yeah. see it. We're not glorifying him. But... Don't put it in a corner. Yeah. Don't make me be like, get out the pamphlet and be like, oh, he's in J43, Section L. <laughs> uh, okay, that's going to be in the West Wing. No, just put it. It's right, right here. Right it's John Wayne Gacy's. In the, in the center room. Yeah. Just put a top five request. <laughs> These are the ones that people wanted to find. Here they are. You want to see the rest? They're everywhere else. <laughs> These are the tourist ones. <laughs> you actually care about clown makeup? That's the rest of the place. So, <laughs> where were we? The clowns, uh, what are you going to do with those pie boys? Our heroes, follow them into the spooky house, part of the carnival. Yeah, uh, after Debbie's captured, right? They give chase. Yes, yes. They followed them back to the amusement park, trying to save Debbie. Right. And they found their lair. They found where the carnival tent had moved And where the to. ship, yeah, where the ship is. Yes. Uh, the ship is the carnival right. tent. That's Thank you. <laughs> so, I was doing that for uh, the audience, not for me, buddy. Okay, okay sure. <laughs> uh, so uh, they begin to hypothesize, trying to wonder why do these aliens look like clowns? And one of them says, maybe it's that clowns look like these aliens. <laughs> that they've been here before and they inspired our clowns. And it was like, yeah, man. Yeah, maybe. When you and when I, you smoke, I love that. Makes that. Sense. Yeah, like maybe, maybe that's part of the rich lore of the world of killer clowns from outer space. Mm -hmm. The cl 
that clowns were inspired by these killer clowns. They're Anunnaki. Yeah, I don't know what that means. You don't know that the aliens who came down and like taught the Egyptians how to build the pyramids and Joe Rogan like worships them? Sounds like you need to do an episode about that. Oh, yes, because it's pretend. Yes, I, I'll definitely do an episode about that. I mean, it could be. Okay, it might be real. I'll do an episode. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> you never heard of those? I'm fasc- those like, ain- no, I'm fascinated. Those, like deities. They're like deities who came to Earth and... I could, I'm wrong about some of it, but it's, that's the gist. This sounds fucking great. You gotta do this. That'll now. be next. Oh no, we have one. Now. That'll be two from now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we see the, the inside of the spaceship and I loved the way they did the art direction in this in that it was really like minimalist. Yeah. Like it reminded me very almost of like German expressionism. How so? You know what I mean? In that like. It wasn't meant to be realistic. It was meant like a to be. That was my Warner Herzog. Was... You sound, you sound like a jackass. Yes, jackass. Sound, sound like a jackass. Sounds like a jackass. Uh, but it like it's, uh, you know, like it's not meant to be realistic, and it uses a lot of negative space to allow you to fill in with your imagination. Yeah, there was a lot of negatives. Okay, that makes sense. And, like, it's not supposed to look real. It's supposed to look cool. Well, that that definitely Uh, sounds like what we were looking at. Yeah. Uh, The uh, Terenzi brothers (laughs) and Mike and Dave get separated. Uh, The bros fall down into a giant ball pit (laughs) where uh, they are accosted by two big-breasted clowns. (laughs) That have that happens. And, and, that happens all the time in ball pits. And they're like, "Are you Debbie's roommates?" And then we smash cut back to Mike and Dave. Uh, Mike and Dave see a clown use a cotton candy like a juice box, uh, drinking blood through a giant crazy straw. And what's I like about this blood is that it's so bright, yeah, like almost pink, like it almost looked like cotton candy liquefied their insides somehow like it was almost more of a goo than blood i i thought it was like a um what's that stuff in blood the um plasma that's what i plasma? thought it was yeah something like that something uh to me it read like read um, blood to me it read like uh nutrients taken from the bodies to me, it read all, like, you know, when a spider will put something in a cocoon and it'll liquefy yes, their organs. Yes, with, Like, it was like that kind of exactly. Uh, So, they find the balloon with Debbie in it. <laughs> uh, so ridiculous. Dave shoots it open with his gun. She falls out. She falls out dead with uh, a bullet hole in her. Yeah. She was coming at me. <laughs> Mooney said, yes, You all is. saw <laughs> You all saw it. I feared That's for my I life. Thought. <laughs> I might be afraid right now. They call me Chicken Mooney back at the station. I ordered some shields and long guns. They're on their way now. <laughs> uh, so, they find, uh, they, they flee. Ah, here's what I wrote down about expressionism. Something doesn't need to be realistic for it to be effective or beautiful. And that is absolutely right. That's a great... You know what? Um, 
um, Event Horizon uh, is, and, and that's uh, our other feature. Yeah, uh, don't they use that? Yeah, I would say there's a lot in terms of the set design that is very expressive. Yeah, I, I, I feel like they, they, these two films have that in common in some, in some respects. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, uh, so the trio is surrounded by a legion right. of clowns, and the Tyrann- yeah, they run. The and- Tyr- oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, yeah. Then the Tarazi brothers come driving through a, a wall. The our heroes have found themselves in like a big top area. Uh, and emerging down from the top of the big top is a giant clown, Clownzilla, King Clown. Jojo. I've heard him called all of those. Uh, the, uh, but the Tarazi brothers crash through the wall of the big top in their, uh, clown, uh, car. And they die. Ice cream truck. Uh, well, and they start pretending that their clown is the, the clown god. And he's like, oh, set them free. It's me, Jojo. Uh, so, uh, the, uh, Dave and Mike and Debbie run over to the ice cream truck. Then King Clown comes and grabs the ice cream truck. Mike, Dave, and Debbie run away. The Tarazi brothers get thrown to the opposite side of the building and their van explodes. Yeah, then they die. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yes. But not before it did show them covered in giant lipstick clown kisses and their clothes shredded to pieces. Yeah, um, I have a question about that. Those two female clowns Ask. with the uh, yeah. blowing the breasts that expand. Yes, they're not violent. Yes, very deviant art. They're not violent. They're just um, just they're very horny. Yeah, they're just horny. They're not here for the blood. Yeah. No, they are here for your sperm. Right. That's what I was getting at. They're, that's what they're here for. Do, do they have cocoons and straws? They have the need for your seed. Oh. So does Tom Cruise. <laughs> that should be the new Top Gun thing. That would have been so funny. <laughs> it was just about Tom Cruise giving yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Top Gun. What, what, what is it called? That stupid new name? I don't know. I, I, Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. He needs your seed. <laughs> that would be a real twist that the audience hey, would not Ace, have seen coming. Ace, come here. I just got a zip. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's why they could say he's the best. <laughs> hey, 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 Colonel, come here. Zip. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't you like know, him. I thought, we, a, I thought we hit that one the first time, but I guess... No, we, we didn't. We haven't mentioned Top Gun. No, no. I meant the first time you said, hey, Colonel, come here. Oh, I just, so I, then, I just don't like Tom Cruise, and I think he would be annoyed by that if he ever heard it. He will not. Uh, you know what? You never know. He's a weird guy. He would is it surprise you if he was like... Oh my God, Oprah! I'm on the couch, and you know what I heard today? I heard this podcast called Uncle Monster. It's the greatest. Like it wouldn't blow me away. That would truly blow <laughs> me away. <laughs> it, it would. It would surprise me, but it wouldn't be like I, I wouldn't be like, well, that was outside the realm of possibilities. I don't know how that could happen. That is <laughs> so far <laughs> from anything. That will ever happen. If I can get Tom Cruise to say 
you, this is Tom Cruise and you're listening to Uncle Monster. What will you give me? <laughs> I will give you $1,000. Okay, deal. What do I get if you never, ever do this? Tom Cruise dies before this happens. What do I get on the day Tom Cruise dies? You get the pleasure, of, I get get the pleasure of knowing that you live in the world without Tom Cruise anymore. I get, yeah, I don't want to say that about Mr. Movies. That's what they call him? That's what I call <laughs> Mr. Movies! God damn it, he loves the cinema. I call him Maverick McVlowjob. So the giant clown kills the Terrazzi brothers. <laughs> Thank God. But Mike and Debbie escape. Good. Dave stays behind to fight the giant clown and he's grabbed. The big top takes off. The Stadies arrive. Dave's call came through. But it's too late. Uh. Dave is held aloft by the giant clown. His gun is empty. Clownzilla. He grabs... He grabs his badge and he stabs him in his big red nose with his badge. The nose explodes. The clown explodes. The entire ship explodes. Oh my god. A clown car drops from the sky. All the stadies have their guns drawn. When out from the car Steps Dave and the Terrazzi Brothers. (laughs) Even though we definitely saw the Terrazzi Brothers die in explosion several minutes previously, they're fine. Yes. They hid in the uh, freezer. And then everybody gets hit in the face with pies, cut to credits. No, seriously. It just cuts to credits. Who knows? Oh, maybe they're acid pies and all their faces get eaten off at the end? Yeah, maybe there are more clowns somewhere. Oh, there's no sequel, so... Oh, yeah, there, yeah, there is. I think there was something that came out recently that may or may not be an official sequel... I think it was called Killer Clowns from Hell. Oh, that sounds good. I, I like the sound of that. <laughs> May have to watch that one. Yeah. Do a little Could chat. Be worse. If it's officially related, then I'm on board. If it's but canon. First, we have to watch Event Horizon. Oh, I'm excited for that. Chibble, give me your overall thoughts on Killer Clowns. I think uh, it is a classic midnight movie that truly is fun for all ages. I think that's and and, and I think that's genuine. Like that is the genuinely uh, truest thing I could say about it. I think that is such high praise, especially coming from you, and I think you mean it. And uh, I I put this movie in the same kind of category as not not Frankenhooker, but like. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, Attack of the Killer Refrigerator, like really fun cult horror movies. You know, I mean, those may have different age yeah. statuses, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm putting aside the family uh, watching experience. And I'm just saying 
these are a lot of fun and these movies were made for you to enjoy and just to sit there and have you know that hour and a half watching experience where nothing else mattered you know and, and you yeah. get to forget everything going on and really just enjoy the tale they were they were telling and that was all there was to it and that's all there needs to be and that's good enough and the film does its job yeah it's it's a fun way to kill 90 something minutes yes what more do you want out of it? Yeah, movie? really. If you complain after enjoying it for an hour and a half, I mean, like, you know, what kind of asshole yeah. are you? Yeah. Uh, well, so, uh, yeah, do you have any anything else you want to talk about? Oh, I should mention, uh, I'll put it as a closing credits here. Uh, the uh, theme song by the Dickies is so fun. Uh, great, like, new wave synth pop. Very uh, Devo, Men at Work, that era. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great, like, new wave punk, but with, uh, like, a California vibe to it. It's great. Uh, I think we covered it. So stick around. It's a a lot of fun. You guys stick around for the song. And, of course, check us out uh, on social Uh, media. Tell them how. Well, you're our Patreon subscribers, so you're probably fine. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And I think we're getting the red light from King we Cade. We edit all that out. That was embarrassing. Fair enough. <laughs> what are you getting? The red light from King Cade. Oh, Jesus. Or it's just me, Reggie. Hey, fellas. Oh, jeez. No, I, I got, I'm pushing through. No, it's been running long. Okay, Let's just right. fucking call it a day, huh? Listen, listen. Oh, I'm not going to let you get away oh. with it that easy. You two crackers ran on too long. That's your fault, not mine. This is my time to shine. That's something Freddie would do. Oh, is it? Jeez Louise. Okay, so stop stop guessing and start messing. All right, Freddie, pussy, shibbo. See you next time. Don't get spooked. <laughs>